Oh my god, hello. How are you guys? It is Maddie. This is This is Adulting Podcast. Guys, it has been a minute. It's so weird. It feels like a really, really long time on one hand. Like, my setup right now is sort of deja vu, a little bit of blast from the past. Um, and a blast from, like, an emotional past, even though it's not been crazy long. Um, but, like, this has been, oh, several, several, several week hiatus. And it's strange. It's strange being away from that for that long. And it's kind of strange being back. But I'm very excited to be back. And I am super pumped for what I'm calling season two of This is Adulting. <laughs> I, like, hate that I'm calling it season two, but... It's truly season two. It's my second year post-grad, so season two of This is Adulting. Welcome back. If you watched, watched, oh my goodness, if you listened to season one, thanks for sticking around, friends. Uh, Continue to send it to your friends and to, you know, your communities and networks so that we can continue to grow our little community. But, um... Yeah, I wanted to be super real and open with you. I'm sitting at my desk. I... I'm drinking some water, no alcohol tonight, just water. Um, eating some chocolate chips because balance. And I am just so, I have so much to like fill you in on. Like this episode, I have an idea of where I want it to go. I have an idea of things I want to talk about and sort of the realizations that I've been having over the past month and a half. Um, and just like different thoughts I have about where I'm at in my life right now. Um, but I don't have anything as structured as I have had in prior episodes. So this one's just going to be a little bit more casual, a little bit more get everyone caught up to speed. If you have anything in particular that you would like to me to discuss or look into, or if you have any of your own personal thoughts, conundrums, you know, whatever, hit me up my DMs on Instagram. I'm pretty good at seeing them. So hit me up there, and I would be happy to include that in our little show we have. So the last time I posted a podcast, it was July 10th, and before that, it was June 11th, and before that, it was May. And um, I had no intentions on taking time off or taking a break. Um, we were on a break, sorry. But like I, I didn't have intentions of doing that. Um, It just sort of kind of happened. My summer got really busy, which I hate that word. Um, One of my favorite, like, YouTubers, if you're a YouTube fan, I really like Brooke Michio, and she recently talked about how she doesn't like the word busy, and I really freaking related to that so heavily. I hate when people say they're busy because, girl, we're all busy. You know, and I understand that there are definitely seasons of busyness for some people, You know, for example, like over the summer, this summer was a particularly busy season. Like I just had a lot of things going on in my world. And I understand that, you know, there might be weeks in my world that aren't as stuffed. So that term busy, you know, I could use. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's the equivalent of if you break your arm and somebody breaks both arms Just because they broke both of theirs doesn't mean that yours doesn't hurt or that yours doesn't cause you pain. So that term busy is just such a comparative term now. 
and it doesn't have its integrity that it once did of just being overly filled and saturated with things. Um, but anyway, I'm using the term because I just, I, there's no other term to describe my summer because a lot of it was just time and energy used up in things that weren't always productive, which I feel like is busy, you know? So my summer got a little out of hand, to be honest. Um, I lost myself a little bit <laughs> through the thick of it, lost some of my priorities a little bit. But um, we're on the other side now. But that's part of it. And um, another part of it, to be completely honest, is it's so hard to do a podcast. (laughs) It's not hard to find the time. It's not hard to, you know, edit it. Like, all of the um, production side of the podcasting world really is quite easy. Like, if you have any intention on creating a podcast do it. It's really something very easy and tangible to do. Um, But for me, I found it challenging because I was dancing this fine line of I'm putting my life, my very personal thoughts out onto such a public platform. And I was struggling with the idea of how much do I disclose? How much do I keep, you know, my own privacy in this moment, how much do I, you know, put out into the universe? Because obviously, like right now sitting at my desk, I'm recording this podcast, obviously, and people are going to listen to it, but there's nobody right now that I'm talking to, you know, like I'm just talking to my microphone. So to talk into my microphone feels so much smaller than the hundreds of people who will listen to this. Um, And so it kind of started freaking me out a little bit if I'm being honest, of I don't want to say the wrong thing and be misconstrued. I don't want people to think this of me. I don't want myself to be misunderstood. I just, it really was starting to become a problem because when I'd record, I'd stop recording, you know, partway through an episode because I was like, should I have said it that way? Should I have said it this way instead? And then I'd try to do it again. And then I was losing that sort of candid quality that I really loved about my podcast. And then I started questioning, well, what kind of content should I be be posting and sharing? Like, what should I be talking about? What's important to me right now? And I think that because I was living in such a place of overly being concerned about my consumer or, you know, the person listening to it, that I wasn't doing it for me anymore. And so you combine that with just the ease of saying, you know, today was really, you know, taxing or tiring or stressful. I'd rather, you know, go watch TV for an hour or talk to a friend in person for an hour than record a podcast where I'm, you know, feeling self-conscious and wondering if I'm making the right choices and how I'm saying things or should I be talking about this at all? It made it really easy to not record, um... And that's just being completely honest because, I don't know, I feel like if I listen to a podcast, I listen to tons of podcasts, but if I, you know, were looking for new episodes, I would feel very bummed (laughs) that the person I was looking, listening to, or looking to listen to, it's been a long day, the person I was looking to listen to just kind of fell off the face of the earth. And I feel like that's what I kind of did. And um, I apologize to you guys, but more so I apologize to myself because there was like a period of time where I'm, like I said, a huge podcast consumer. Like 
the whole realm of podcasts. Um, I listen to so many different kinds, and I listen to probably hours, sometimes a day, of podcasts. So being a consumer of it, every time I listen to something, it immediately made me think of my own and how I wasn't doing it. And so it was just like the cyclical place of wanting to record, but then feeling self-conscious, and then not recording, but then feeling self-conscious that I wasn't recording. But um, I think I've, I've have my grounding set again. Um, I obviously spent a lot of time with myself, and we're back for season two, baby. Like, let's get it. So, yeah, with all of that said, let's hop into it, shall we? So it is currently September 25th, my life right now. Um, I honestly feel like that this stage of adulting where I'm at feels far more adult than a year ago. Um, And I'm really somebody, as you know, if you've listened before, I'm very reflective as a human. Like I genuinely compare my prior self to my current self, usually in a good light, you know, um, But I definitely feel more adult in a really good way. So that's good to say and good to hear if you just graduated in 2019, you know, that there is hope on the horizon. But I genuinely feel so much more adult this fall than I ever had in my life before. Like, I feel like I'm finally getting a bearing about kind of what I want, you know, (laughs) more on that in a moment. But I, you know, feel like I am more established professionally. I feel like I was on campus last week for something, some like event, you know, and I was not like in the center of campus, but I was on the outskirts and walking on campus. I felt so far removed from school in the most lovely way possible. You know, I felt like I still had my connections and my friends and the lessons I had learned and things about myself that I really took away from college in a good way. I still had all those things, but I felt so far removed in such a beautiful way. Like I, I think it's um, Mara, I forget her last name, the Mara who played Matilda, (laughs) Um, like the movie. Her, I think it was her Twitter bio for a little bit was like, I'm just two kids standing on top of each other with a trench coat, like pretending to be an adult. Like have you ever seen like a cartoon or something? Or a movie where two kids stand on top of each other's shoulders and then they put like a giant like long trench coat on to pretend to be an adult. Like that's genuinely what I felt like I was doing last year. And even throughout the summer, I just felt like that's what I was. I felt like an imposter, you know, and I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. But now I genuinely feel like I'm filling out a little bit. Like I'm filling into the blazer of, you know, adulthood a little bit more. I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable. And it's a really great place. So my life right now, um, I'm trying to figure out exactly it is what I want to do. I'm Considering lots of different career fields, to be completely candid, I am using this opportunity of being young and not having major financial responsibilities or even just, like, emotional responsibilities, you know? Like, I ain't got no boyfriend, (laughs) so, like, I'm using this time to really sort through my thoughts and my feelings and figure out exactly what it is that I want my life to look like, Um, and so I'm 
considering all different kinds of careers, um, which is stressful at times, but um, in other moments feels really liberating. So I'm test driving like arts, admin, education, all the things. Um, I've even been considering physical therapy as a career field. Um, And I don't want to harbor too much on it just because one, it's still very raw for me. Like I'm, it's, they're all, they all have their amazing pros to them and they all come with their fears as well. But, um, I also don't want to harbor on them too much because I am pursuing some professional opportunities and I can wholeheartedly say though, that everything I'm doing right now or looking to do or, you know, trying to make happen in my world, I'm really excited about. Like there's, It's been a while since I have felt this in control and this ultimately me. Like, I feel so me. And I think that I lost myself through college. And I think that that happens to a lot of people. I just don't think we acknowledge it as much as we should, especially if you were coming out of a program that was as specific and possibly narrow as mine was, you know, being an acting major, we all were pushed in a way and molded to want very similar goals. And uh, now that I'm out of it, out of that like pressure cooker, I can finally like breathe again. And I'm finding what makes me happy and the things that are non-negotiable for me. Um, so something I want to talk about tonight in particular is how I've come to this decision that I need to shake things up a little bit and I need to figure out exactly what it is that I want and sort of take this time to reevaluate and make some adjustments and changes here and there. Um, I realized for me that I needed change and that I needed to do new things because I was saying no to things that are non-negotiables that I was treating as exposable things, or disposable things, rather. So, like, for me, I did not realize how much I value being home a couple evenings a week, you know, or how I value being home for a little bit on the weekends and, like, having a true, you know, traditional weekend time. Um, I've also been back to my my single status. I've been completely ignoring my dating life completely um, because I just it never felt like it had time or space in my life. And I've been saying no to these things that if I sit down right now and I say, what are my goals in life? Um, you know, big picture. I don't think I could specifically tell you I want to do this exact job. I don't have that clarity yet, but I can tell you that like, you know, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, even like I want to be married. So then if that's such a big goal of mine and being around people and sharing love with someone and having a romantic connection with a man is important to me and makes me feel good and is something that I want then how come I have this goal and I'm not doing anything to pursue it, you know? And I realized that I have all these things. I want a dog. I want to be able to, you know, own a house or a townhome at the very least. I would love to have a pool. (laughs) 
I want to be able to raise children. I want to be able to do all of these beautiful, lovely things. I want to be able to have people over for dinner. I want to do endless amounts of things that, unfortunately, my current situation was not preparing me for or was not going to afford me if I continued to do it. And it's sad and it's heartbreaking. And I say that now on the other side of the realization of it. Um, It's sad and it's heartbreaking because I love what I do, you know. And so to make that decision of saying, you know, this is great and all, um, but I want more is a hard one. It's a hard one. So I've acknowledged that I want all of these things that this, you know, life I'm leading can't necessarily give me and not just financially you know and just like time and space and energy and you know I want to be able to see my friends and be social and not just have to do it at 11 o'clock at night after a show or Tuesday at 10 a.m. because that's the only time we're not teaching or you know like something like that um so I've sort of taken this sign that I've been saying no to things that really are non-negotiables for me like those are non-negotiable things When I think about what I want, it's not my career. And I think for years, I always was thinking about my career. And I was always like, well, what I want is I want to be on Broadway. Or I want to do this. Or I want to do that. And I had all these career aspirations, assuming that all of the other things would just come along with it or just would happen. And I've been learning through adulthood that while I'm not (laughs) clearly looking to get engaged at the moment, those things don't just happen. You know, I think that being, you know, late teens, early 20s, you kind of just are, you know, forced to like not worry about that kind of stuff, which is true because it's out of your control, but you can't also completely ignore it because it's just not, it's not going to just happen. It's just not. Um, And so, yeah, I've taken this as a sign to like pause think things through, figure out what I need on both sides of that, you know, like what I need emotionally is like everything I was just saying. And then what I also need for my career. Like I know I need some level of the arts in my life. I know I want something very physical. I love being physical. I love, that's why I love acting because it's so physical. I love teaching because it's so physical. Like I love being like physically you know, exhausted. It's just something that I enjoy. And so it's been a, it's been a time combining these things together to try to figure out what exactly it is that I want my life to be. And through that, I've come to this process, I guess, if you will, of like, how do I create my goals I have for myself How do I, you know, sort of take what's in my head and bring it onto paper and to try to bring it into fruition? Because it's just so challenging, you know, it's so challenging. And I'm not here to say that if you write down five steps, like your life is going to be fantastic and you'll figure it all out because you won't. You know, there's no surefire way to show that you're going to achieve all your goals and that you're going to accomplish things that you want. But um, I've been doing some things that I want to share with you all that I think will help in your own journeys. Because we're constantly on this journey of 
trying to get closer and closer to what it is that we want. And if we feel like we're in a place of this is exactly what I want, um, then appreciate it and have gratitude for it, but also acknowledge what specifically feels really good so that when it inevitably doesn't feel like a place you wanted to be in, you know how to make yourself feel closer to that place again. So I was listening to a podcast that I love It's by the Pilates Blonde, which she's a blogger and, like, Instagrammer. If you don't follow her, do yourself a favor. Open up Instagram right now if you're listening on your phone and go to the Pilates Blonde. Um, Her name's Katie Dudley. She is so – I just love her. I just – I love her. I think that she is a breath of fresh air. A lot of her posts are definitely fitness – Um, She is a full-time Pilates instructor and does health coaching, nutrition coaching. I think she does some goal coaching. And she's, you know, in addition, a blogger. And since, like, late spring, early summer, something like that, she started her podcast, Sweat, Thrive, Glow. And I was listening to the first episode again today. And she's very much a goal-oriented person, as am I. I am definitely, like, if there is something that I can quantifiably achieve, I'm going to achieve it. Um, Or I'm going to try my best to achieve it. And so I was listening to her podcast recently. And I, like, fell in love with this act that she does. And I don't know where she got it from. I don't know if she created it herself or if she sold the idea from somebody else. But I want to share it with all of you. So it's not my own, but feel free to take it. So she does this thing where she looks at what she wants so say she wants um I don't know to I don't know like say she wants to like have a boyfriend she then like breaks it down and is you know does the step by step but I think that the most important thing that she does is she does an I am list which is what I'm calling it forget what she calls it but I'm calling it an I am list So she then says, well, I am the kind of girl who will, who texts her boyfriend funny memes, you know. I am the girl who sends him thoughtful text messages. I am the girl who gives him the space when he needs it. And she writes down all these things that she wants to be, and they are as surface level as that, you know. I am the girl who gets up every morning and makes her bed. I am the girl who says no to a night out so that she can have a night in to take care of herself. And she writes out a whole list of all these I am's, you know, all these, what do I want my day-to-day to feel like? And in doing so, by pursuing those I am's, by pursuing those things that you already have within you and you want to just continue to work towards, you will be working towards your goals in doing so. You know, so like if you have this goal of, and I hate to call it a goal because it just really is not a goal, but like if you have, if you would like to be in a relationship or say like you want more friendships, let's make it even larger. Say you want to connect with more people and you want more relationships of any sort of platonic, romantic, whatever. If you say that I'm the girl who smiles at people when I'm at Starbucks, Or I am the girl, if I was in college, if I I am the girl who talks to the person next to me in class. By doing those things, you 
are then putting yourself out there to meet new people and for people to respond positively to you. And then who knows, maybe the person that you smile at, you know, at Starbucks, because you see them every Monday, Wednesday, Friday before work, maybe you start talking while you wait for your coffee. Maybe you, you know, look up each other on Instagram. Maybe you add each other on Instagram. Maybe you start talking. Maybe you start like hanging out more. Maybe you have this beautiful friendship with them. Maybe you start dating them. Like the world of possibility is so large when you do these I ams. And I think in doing that, it's so overwhelming to try to create these goals of like, I want this tangible thing. I want that. But if we, we all know what kind of person we want to be. You know, we all know what kind of habits we wish we had or things that we wish that we could pursue. And so if we live by these I am's, then these goals that we can't necessarily articulate start to come into vision and we can understand, oh, this is a goal of mine now, actually. And then we can figure out how to more aggressively work towards it. Um, And so that's something that I've been doing the past couple days of like figuring out what it is, what's my next step, like what is my goal and I don't know, is breaking down and being like, okay, I am the girl who makes my bed every day and does work, which is true. I've been doing that every morning where I get up, I make my bed, and if I'm not, you know, needed somewhere right in the morning, I sit down and I get work done and I make my to-do list. And by creating those kinds of habits, then I'm starting to fall into patterns. And then from there I can say, oh, this pattern feels good. I wonder what this pattern will lead to. Um, And so that's something that I've been doing that feels really, really good in my world in this time of not knowing what's up and what's down. I was talking to my physical therapist today, another life update. Um, I'm still in physical therapy. If I think I've talked about it on here, maybe I haven't. If I haven't, here's a little update. Um, So last July, June, no, July, really August, (laughs) last July slash August, I started with a personal trainer. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I always have this silly, silly, silly idea that like, because I did not have like a gym body that like working out was really intimidating or that I'd fall off the gym going wagon because... I wasn't seeing results and so it wasn't doing anything and then it was just like similar to podcasting. It just became that thing that stressed me out and so on long days it became really easy to say no to it because it was a form of stress. So I said, you know, I need to buckle down and I'm going to start personal training. And so I started personal training last summer and I was so busy the month of July that it really didn't, I didn't hit routine until August. So I've been doing it, you know, over a year now. And one, any sort of like routine physical work feels so good. Like there are so many days I leave the gym and I could cry over how much I love working out. And I'm definitely not the fittest person. I am definitely not, you know, going there and running marathons or, you know, lifting 250 pounds. Like I'm not swole, you know, Um, but I go there and it's just like, my time to sweat and to just you're so in tune with your own body because you just got to keep pushing you just got to keep breathing like you're forced to only do that it's wonderful so if I can recommend anything else on this podcast it's 
go to the gym or go move your body somehow. You've been gifted with this beautiful body. Like, go use it. Um, but anyway, so I've been going to the gym uh, regularly for the past, you know, year and have been doing all sorts of workouts. And back in November, I know, long time ago, way, way, way back in November, I went on an outdoor run. And I'm not an outdoor runner. I used to do it in undergrad, more like beginning of undergrad, like sophomore year of college, I was an outdoor runner. Um, but I didn't, I never really loved it. I just, I, with me liking goals, I think I would push myself too early and I would like overtax myself. And so then by the end of the run, I just hated my life. (laughs) And, you know, growing up dancing, my turnout just does not allow for proper running technique. And so with that, I was getting bad shin splints and bad like Achilles sort of pain and plantar fasciitis, like the arch of your foot. So running just like outdoors was just not my thing. But on a treadmill where it's more controlled, um, it definitely felt better. So I had been running on the treadmill, you know, since really July through November. And it was the end of November. And I made the decision to go try an outdoor run because one of the goals I have for me just in general is that at some point in my life, I would like to be the person who chooses to go run a race on a Saturday morning. You know, whether that race is a 5K, a 10K, half marathon, whatever, I don't see myself doing more than a half marathon, truthfully. But I want to be able to be that person Um, because I think it would be good for my emotional health. Like with the amount I love the gym, I think I would love high-intensity, long-distance running. So that's always been something that I want for my life. So, you know, seeing that I was progressing and my cardiovascular endurance and, um, not endurance, what's the word? Stamina was, you know, getting stronger. I was like, you know, let me go for a run. So I drove because I didn't want to drive around or run around my neighborhood just because like, I know everyone, you know, um, I figured, let me go like new clean slate, go to a place I've never ran before. So I went to another like neighborhood in my town and I went for a run And somewhere along that run, I must have done something to my knee because I remember getting back to the car and, well, one, I had to, like, walk the last, like, I don't know, a couple hundred yards of it, like, probably two football fields length, and I thought I'd be able to run it. Like, I wasn't running all that long, and the distance was very comparable to what I would do at the gym, so it was very odd that, like, my – I kept saying my legs – like plural, but I think in hindsight, looking back, it was definitely more my right leg. Just, I just couldn't, like, it just felt like a lot of pressure, um, like through like my quad down to my knee and down to like above my ankle. Like it did not feel like my ankles did not feel like my hips. Um, but I got to the car and then drove home and it took me days to recover. And specifically my right knee took me days to recover. But then I finally felt like I did, um, but I didn't go for another outdoor run. And so month of December, continued to work out. I remember my knee was like kind of funny, but it was fine. And then I, I have looked back to this text several times. I first texted my trainer um, the beginning of January, and I was just like updating him on how my workout went. And I was like, my knee is really bothering me. And so from that moment on, the first week of January 2019 – my knee has just been, like, on a steady decline. Um, so, like, if I'm sitting at, like, 
on a chair or like on the couch or like on my bed, something where like my legs are at a, or my knees are at like a 90 degree angle, I can't extend my right leg. Like I can't stretch out my foot and then bring my leg parallel to the floor. Um, like it locks and then to get it down, it also like gets stuck in locks. Um, then I was realizing, you know, luckily because I work such a physical job, I was seeing it not doing well in my job probably earlier than if I wasn't working a physical job, which in hindsight, maybe I pushed it too much, but it's fine. Um, like I wasn't able to jump with my students, like any sort of jumping, like, cause you have to bend before you jump and that act of straightening my knee, I could not do like just flat out could not couldn't land after a jump. I'd have to land on my left foot and pretend to land on my right. I got really creative with hiding my injury. Uh, Stairs going up and down were awful. And it was just not good. I couldn't run with my students. Even just, not that I was going for runs with them, but like I couldn't run across a circle if we were playing a game. So seeing that it wasn't getting better and my trainer... You know, seeing me however many weeks I was going, um, he was like, you need to, you know, go take this to care of and go get it looked at. So I got looked at in March, the end of March, and they told me to go to PT. And I didn't start PT until the beginning of May because life just got, I just didn't have time to consistently be going. And I knew that I was like in a busier season and I knew I was going away on vacation. So I said, when I get back from vacation, I'll go. Well, I wish I kind of went before my vacation now because, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you know I went on a cruise the beginning of May. Um, and I'd be lying to you if it if I said it did not bother me on this cruise. It, like, just going all the way up and down all the stairs on the boat and wearing, you know, cooler shoes, it just was not good for me. So I started PT in May, and it's just been ever since then that I've had this knee pain and it's luckily gotten a little bit better for a while. They thought that I had torn. So you have your patella, which is your kneecap bone, like the bone, like that is your kneecap essentially. And then right behind that is, you know, your cartilage and then the cartilage connects your like thigh bone and, you know, your like <laughs> shin bones, you know, not to be, you know, I'm not using specific terminology here, but that air connective tissues and all the muscle groups and everything. So the cartilage directly behind my kneecap is something that my PT thought that maybe I had like a tiny tear in there. Um, the idea of a meniscus tear had come up. So it took me several, several months, but the beginning of September, I finally got an MRI. Um, I, it baffles my mind, healthcare sometimes, that it took that long. And it wasn't for insurance reasons. It just, I don't know. I saw this meme the other day that was talking about this. Or not a meme. It was, it's real life. This girl on Twitter said that she was abroad in Switzerland or something doing a show, I think. And she found what she felt like was a lump in one of her breasts. And she went to some sort of clinic. And she was given the answer that day that it was a lump but not, you know, breast cancer like the same day she first went and just that level of attention and concern just like doesn't necessarily exist all the time in our healthcare. um it does a lot of the times but you know it just, it's just different but anyway so I finally got a MRI at the beginning of September and 
there's definitely, I have like a popliteal cyst on the back of my knee. And you can see my cartilage is like severely worn in one spot where it could have been torn um, to like a very small degree. It's not really noticeable if it is torn or not, is my understanding of it. And um, my meniscus just looks really inflamed. So it's been a long time coming. But anyway, all of that little side tangent was all to say that my physical therapist today said that I have a lot up in the air and nothing's coming down. And I was like, yeah. It's exactly what I feel like is happening right now. Like I'm throwing around all these different ideas of things and test running things and feeling things out. And I'm waiting to see like what lands. And I feel like I'm just staring at the sky and I'm like, something, please land. Like, please give me a sign that this is working. Or, you know, give me a sign that I'm, you know, on the right path. I'm very sign oriented. Uh, my sister's always joking around and she's says that that's like a catchphrase of mine. Uh, like It's a sign. Like if I want Chipotle and Chipotle's closed, I'm like, okay, it's a sign. I wasn't supposed to have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like for me in my life right now, a lot of things are just like, bloop, like in the air. Don't, don't really know what's up, what's down. Um, yeah, but so that's all to say that like, I think, and you know, maybe I'm, way off base here but I think it's okay to have a lot of things up in the air and there's this stupid pressure that I felt for so long that I had to know what I wanted to do and I think that you know came from the idea that right after college a lot of people immediately get a job or immediately start living the life they wanted to live um, or were working towards the living while in undergrad And I realize now how many months later that that just is not true. You don't have to do that. And people are lying to themselves if they are on the exact path that they thought they'd be and feeling the exact way that they thought they would be. And I don't know why there's like this cultural thing that we have where we like blind each other from our struggles. And so then by doing so, we feel like we live, we're the only ones living with struggle Um, When that's just flat out not true. So yeah, if you are feeling like you're in a place of your balloon is just like letting out air and you're like, how do I refill my balloon? (laughs) You're not alone. You're really not alone. So takeaways. Oop, dropping my water bottle cap. I need to like, somebody help me be more sustainable. That's not related to this at all. I just need to work on being more sustainable. It's bothering me deeply. But again, it's just there's too many things. There's too many things. We can't have it all. Nor should we want to have it all because then like what's why is it worth living then if you have it all? You know, if you have the perfect body that you want and you're as strong as you want to be and you have the endurance that you want to have and you have the job you want to have making the money and living in a place where you want to live and you're sustainable and you're, you know, doing your laundry, you know, paying bills, and you have this fantastic relationship, and you have a dog or cat or whatever your cup of tea is, like, then what's the point if you don't have anything else to work towards? Like, it'd be so boring. It'd be fun, you know, feeling that level of satisfaction, sure. But, like, how long would that last until you wanted to, like, work towards something? Um, Yeah, but uh, that's a whole other topic. If you have tips for being more sustainable... Or ways to, like, break unsustainable habits. Hit your girl up. Because I could use some. 
Um, and so, yeah, with that, I think that that just concludes my like check-in that I wanted to have today on my life and my thoughts. And, um, if there's anything that I talked about, you want to hear more about again, please just slide into my DMS. <laughs> um, let me know what your thoughts, feelings, feelings, thoughts are on all of it. And next week I'll be back. I promise. I genuinely promise with regular scheduled programming, <laughs> some more, um, specific episodes. So if you have anything you want to hear in season two, again, let your girl know. I'm genuinely so very glad to be back and, uh, keep killing it friends. Keep on keeping on. All right. I will talk to you all later. Goodbye. That was so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, goodbye. I'm sorry. little tangent. I totally was going to sign off, but you know, here we are. I remember in high school, we did The Wizard of Oz. If you went to high school with me, God bless you for seeing me in that show. Whew. Um, but we did The Wizard of Oz, and me and my friends used to always quote the munchkins because when we were all munchkins on stage, we all went, goodbye, goodbye, like super obnoxious. So saying it like that just reminded me of that time. All right. Anyway, peace out. TTYL. <laughs>